Hey, everybody, Nathan here. We were scheduled to put out our season three finale this week, and life got in the way a little bit. Uh, Annie was up here in Vermont. We intended to do it. Uh, She was opening for Maria Bamford at the Vermont Comedy Club all weekend long. She crushed it, I don't mind saying. And uh, we never got around to recording the episode. So instead, I thought I would pull out one of our Patreon episodes and put it in the main feed. Um, We did have a Patreon for a time uh, during lockdown and uh, did some extra stuff for that. Now that the Patreon doesn't exist anymore, we figured we might as well drop some of these episodes in the main feed. Hopefully you enjoy it. This particular one is about the 2006 Super Bowl ad. Um, so we'll put the link in the show notes for that so you can check it out. And uh, please enjoy this episode of quote-unquote MacGyver Confidential, which is what we called our Behind the Paywall podcast. If you like this one, let us know. We'd love to do more of this kind of stuff. All right, that's it. Please enjoy this bonus episode. Welcome, Patreon people. This is MacGyver Confidential, the super secret podcast feed just for duct tape and paperclips listeners. I'm Nathan Hartswick. And I'm Annie Russell. So as you know, DTNP is the show where we rewatch, review, and ridicule every episode of the classic television show MacGyver for the first time since our childhoods. But this is a very special bonus episode. So we are doing something really special today. We are talking about the 2006 Super Bowl commercial that MasterCard dragged Richard Dean Anderson (laughs) out of retirement for. Uh, Yeah, they got... Uh, RDA to reprise the role of MacGyver 10 long, hard years later, <laughs> and we're going to talk all about it. Air freshener, 129 on debit MasterCard. Tube sock, $4. Paperclip, ballpoint pen, rubber band, tweezers, nasal spray, and a turkey baster, $14. The little things that get you through the day, priceless. There are some things money can't buy. For everyday stuff, there's debit MasterCard. So I got to know, Annie, what were your first impressions? First of all, did, had you, are, were you aware this existed? Do you think you might have seen this on the air when it was on? You know, I'm sure I did see it. Um, yeah. I, I probably would have been watching um, the Super Bowl in 2006. So I'm sure I, I saw it. Um, yeah. But so I don't know if people remember um, back when credit card commercials were <laughs> kind of a big King. deal, um, yeah. but it was huge. There were these huge campaigns, American Express, MasterCard, um, mm. and MasterCard had this sort of bit where they would kind of break down the prices of small mm. items and then, you know, use that as a way to get into advertising for the card. So it'd be like microphone, a hundred dollars, <laughs> headphones. Oh, <laughs> yeah, da, 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 da. your yeah. podcast priceless. Right, right, right. Um, but you know what I'm saying. That <laughs> I like was they their... use the podcast as an example. That was great. Yeah. Connecting with your friends over a lousy TV show, priceless. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. There was always something so, emotional like that. Something emotional, like you know, being there for your daughter, priceless. Right, right. You know, whatever the case may be. So that was like their basic format. Um, if people remember this, uh, this campaign that they did, and it was so, not only a successful campaign. It was a thing people used and spoofed and talked 100%. about in pop culture. Like it, it yeah. made its way into pop culture for sure. 
Definitely. Because like you can think of a million ways right now to make Great fun format. of it that are so, yeah, it's just a really, uh, honestly, whoever came up with it, um, yeah. I hope got paid a lot of money. I'm sure they got an award or two. Yeah. <laughs> a good idea. And so they used that format to, um, bring in Richard Dean Anderson playing MacGyver and they break down the price of a tube sock and the right. paper clips. Um, and, and they sort of use that format, but it's basically shot like an episode of MacGyver. He mm -hmm. is detained at the very beginning of it. He's right. tied up. There's a bomb. A factory explodes at one point and he is using his, um, you know, the, the tools available at his disposable to like get out of a, a right. situation. Right. He uses a paperclip. He uses a sock to zip line out of there. He mm -hmm. grabs a, he hot wires a truck and the factory explodes. And then we sort of flash back and see him buying all this paraphernalia uh, at a store, you know, when we see the little priceless thing at the end. So it was like a really big deal to see 10 years later to see that character come back. Yeah. So this is 06. So this is, mm -hmm. you know, a full decade after when, when did MacGyver at 92? Yeah. Uh, was it 92? It was 92 or 94. And, right. and, and a couple then of TV movies is... at the end there. Yeah. Yeah. And so this is more than a decade after the fact. I, I'm going to say this. He looked better than I would have thought for 2006. <laughs> yeah. I mean, this is going to open the can of worms that is like, how does Richard Dean Anderson age? Um, but like we we know he has like had had he has had like all these back and neck and, you know, and feet surgeries and problems and stuff. And he's talked about that before. And so he put on weight gradually over the course of his uh, retirement. So each one of these where they subsequently bring him back for another commercial appearance, he looks a little less like MacGyver and yeah. more like a tubby old grandpa. This was like the where he could still kind of pull it off a little bit. He was 56 or so. Um, they put yeah. him in the jacket. They dyed his hair back to brown. And like it was OK, kind of believable. You know. I thought he looked, I mean, for like your average 56 year old yeah, man, yeah. sure. You know, I, I was buying it. And I think that like, as a fan of the show, it would have been really fun to right. see that, you know, right. especially like if you had watched the show live and you know, yeah. you're watching the Super Bowl. Um, yeah, that's a nostalgia. Knowing me, I watched the Super Bowl just for this commercial. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know if I would have been aware that it was coming on. I uh, maybe at that point the internet wasn't like ubiquitous yet. Really. I wish I I I had thought to look up who was playing in that Super Bowl um, to try to <laughs> to sort of glean whether or not I might have seen it live. Yeah, but yeah. I would have been in college, so for mm -hmm. me, like I I probably would have watched it. Yeah, yeah. Um, so, yeah, I mean, as for like the commercial itself, like it has all of those little nostalgia things that like you're going to love to see, um, you know, you have uh, multiple MacGyverisms, honestly, more in that commercial than yeah. we see in an average episode for the yeah, first right. of all. Um, and, and you have him in the black leather jacket and it's, it's sort of fun. So, right, right. you know, I, yeah, I we like see like, uh, uh, you and I both watched a little behind the scenes video, which was pulled uh, super, uh, obviously it was pulled straight from a 2006 website because it is like mm -hmm. the grainiest little video. Um, but the, the director who looks about 12, but I think he's in his thirties, the, the commercial director, um, allegedly <laughs> it watched all of MacGyver in the months leading up to this to sort of oh, like wow. mimic that the That is some serious 
crap. Yeah, I feel it also feels to me like a PR thing that they tell you he did that, but like, did he really? Like, did he do what we're doing, or did he just like dip in and out? You know? Yeah, I have questions about anyone's uh, mental health (laughs) that would do do such a thing. Um, But yeah. So, so do you feel like you? So you felt like they they like paid homage to the visual style and the tropes of the show effectively in a thirty second spot. I did. I thought it was. I thought it worked, and the piece of the interview, um, the behind the scenes interview that I really liked was basically Richard Dean Anderson admitting like, listen, people ask me to come back and do this character all the time. You know, I have a lot of offers on the table and I'm sure he he has over the years. (laughs) Um, I'm sure every sitcom would love to have, you know, a MacGyver cameo. Um, but he mentioned that this particular commercial he thought, um, struck the right tone and it was like respectful while like gently poking fun at the MacGyverism. So I got the sense that like Richard Dean Anderson, like is a good sport, but he's Mm. not going to be the full on butt of the joke. Um, Right. Right. Which, um, I thought was funny because yeah. And, and you never know. Cause when you see a talking head interview like that, like as far as we know, he did the entire thing just for the money and it was a paycheck, you know, and he'll never admit that. hundred percent. Well, that was, that was the other thing is I'm sure this paid pretty well. I'm sure yeah. this paid better than a lot of right. the other offers. So like he yeah. could have been like, it could have been like, okay, I got to come up with something that sounds like a reason sure. why I would have said yes to this other than money. Uh, how about they were pretty respectful with the tone of it. Yeah. I'll bullshit them that way. Or it could have been like, he genuinely didn't want to come back unless it was the right tone. But I will mention that three years later, uh, he was happy to do a whole shitload of MacGruber uh, mm-hmm. things where they weren't as respectful with, <laughs> with his character. Um, I mean, they still, the butt of the joke is always going to be MacGruber in that setting, but he's still like uh, really willing to, like he goes even further making fun of the MacGyver character in those than he does in this. So Yeah, and I wonder if that's... Um sort of time or if that's also seeing mm-hmm. how folks responded to this right. kind of comeback and then realizing like, oh, there's actually like a market for this. Yeah. I, I could have some fun back. and make some money with it and yeah. Yeah. Or pay my kids college tuition with it or whatever. <laughs> I mean, and who ne- can, who can blame the guy? <laughs> yeah. And never fear. We will obviously be covering those MacGyver, those MacGruber episodes uh, on a future bonus episode. I'm sure. Indeed. Yes. Um, but this, you know, I, I felt like it was fun. It was cute for something that is just like a basic, um, you know, capitalist, uh, (laughs) you know, horrific institution that robs people with interest rates. I, we want to be clear about that. Um, (laughs) other than all that, they rob you and then they spend your money blowing up a Nabisco factory for a Super Bowl commercial. That's how it goes. Yeah. Um, (laughs) But uh, I mean, it was like, it was funny watching the the little behind the scenes thing because I was like, oh, I, I like I didn't even process that there's like a narrative story to this. Like the director's talking about like, first he does this and then he realizes this and mm. he goes out the window and then he hot wires a truck. And I'm like, I never even like put it together. It's so quickly edited that I'm like, this isn't a narrative story about MacGyver escaping a building. This is just like how many goddamn MacGyverisms can we cram into 30 seconds before we hit the tagline on the ad. So the fact that the the commercial director took it that seriously and like had multiple like stunt men doing these major stunts and like, you know, really working through the narrative of it and watching all the previous episodes of MacGyver just felt like, wow, you really, this, 
this kid really did his homework on this MacGyver ad. You know, I would venture to say more thought was put into this than your typical episode <laughs> yeah, of MacGyver. That's right. <laughs> uh, probably fair. Yep. Uh, well, he only had, you know, he's... What are they spending? A million dollars a minute on super on Super Bowl time? Like those stakes were a little higher than they were for twenty two episodes of MacGyver, you know? Yeah, absolutely. And I did just look it up, and so that game in two thousand six was played um, on February fifth, and it was the Steelers versus the Seahawks. Um, okay. And so I can confidently say I probably was not watching that yeah, game. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I mean, on... if it was football, I can pretty confidently say I wasn't watching it unless I knew my old hero MacGyver was coming back on it. Yeah. Well, I, I just sort of look back to like, especially in my college years, like I went to school in upstate New York and like, we had pretty much like a 50, 50, you know, a lot of kids from the Northeast. Um, so if it was a New York or Boston game, it was probably on somewhere in the background. I also went to school in upstate New York, but I went to a music conservatory where nobody gave a shit about that stuff. I might have told this story before, but I but the thing I remember entertainment wise about I'm sure I did. I might have cut it out. Uh, the thing I remember about uh, my college years was that the Seinfeld uh, finale happened during my college years and every single dorm room door was open and the whole yeah. camp it was so eerie because the campus was empty and everyone was in their dorm rooms playing the Seinfeld finale and you could hear it like echoing through the it was very See, we eerie. Did, we did talk about this because yeah. I remembered that the Friends finale happened when I was in college oh, okay. and it was the same thing same it was thing. like yeah. anybody who regardless if you like if you haven't watched Friends in years you were watching yeah. it and I remember I certainly was not like up to date on Friends in those right. later seasons. <laughs> um, yeah you you just want to see how they're going to end it. Yeah. Yeah. You know, oh, it's these big TV moments. And that's um, that's something that I think is still cool when like everyone is kind of sharing a cultural experience. Yeah, like it doesn't that. happen as often uh, anymore. And and certainly the sort of cachet of a Super Bowl ad has definitely diminished in recent years, I think. I think so. I, I mean, I don't want to diminish anyone who uh, is really excited that they've booked a Super Bowl ad, but I will Actually, say... Actually, I knew several people who booked Super Bowl yeah. ads this year. Like, three different comedians I knew popped up I in know, them, and I was like, holy shit, That's why I mentioned that, like, uh-huh. it's still a big deal. Um, yeah, however, yeah. you know, I couldn't tell you what, you know, how, what Super Bowl ads were on this yeah. year, and I think, like, the thing about like 2006 is like, that was like really that last era, like before we really figured out the streaming thing right, and people right. were really savvy about like how to watch what they wanted to watch without watching broadcast TV. So this might've been sort of like that last era when like a big, big budget Super yep. Bowl commercial, um, Yeah. And the internet was small enough then. I feel like the next day you would go online and like the only thing on the internet the next day was all of the Super Bowl ads, you know, and everyone in chat groups talking about them and stuff, you know? Yeah. Really kind of, uh, strange, honestly, it was like a really weird, I always think back to that period, um, like, a around 2006 to probably 2011 where, um, like the Netflix DVD thing was still happening, but I didn't have cable right. anymore. So there yeah. was just like a bunch of those like big, um, events and big TV shows that came out around that time that I just yeah. missed. Right, 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 right. Yep. 
Well, cool. Any final thoughts on the MasterCard commercial? This was this was always meant to be a quick episode. We're just kind of banging through our thoughts on this, but I th- I had I had fun with it. It was fun seeing it again. Well, because I always have to say something semi-critical. Um, <laughs> I am going to say that, like using a tube sock to you know slide <laughs> across a wire, like is that really a MacGyverism? And also, right. is that the best tool to use in that situation? Like, I don't. I have questions. I don't know. It was, I mean, it was like a shorthand where it was like, he has to use an unconventional object to get out of here. But of course, like the, the little kid in me, when he, when he smashes out the window and there happens to be a zip line right there, I'm like, nah, MacGyver would have, it would have had to invent, they would have, they would have taken the time on a MacGyver episode to actually create that zip line out of nothing. Right. As opposed yes. to it just being there conveniently, but you ain't got no time for that on a, a 30 second spot. No. Although apparently you have a full on backstory and a right. whole narrative arc, <laughs> <Yeah>. but uh, <laughs> I would hate to be the editor on this commercial and have the director be like, okay, and then this happens. And then the guy's like, you know, it's a 30 second spot, it's right? Like, your, your narrative arc is going away. Everyone who's watching this is drunk and eating nachos. Yeah. Like, <laughs> just give them the experience. Explosion for Christ's yeah. sake. Yeah. And the tube sock they talked about, uh, they said, well, I mean, you can see back, we'll post all the behind the scenes uh, footage and stuff, but, yes. uh, but the actual stunt of like him going down the zip zip line is fun to watch because it really is f- like having like played around with directing bullshit, small videos myself. It's like, it had a strangely amateurish feel watching the behind the scenes stuff and realizing like, oh, literally they just have Richard Dean Anderson, like on a ledge with a little like cart underneath him and he just like does a little hop you know and like does the first part of the zipline yes. thing and he they they talked about how they in in the shots that aren't that long shot with the stuntman they literally just used a regular wool sock and he he just did like 10 feet of a of a small slide down into this like little mat yes like, this is really like pretty surprisingly amateur agree and also i i hope that if nothing else our podcast helps people to sort of demystify yeah. this idea <laughs> of like creating um content yeah. and creating um a story for television because no one necessarily knows what they're doing. Like anyone right. can do anything. So, <laughs> but, yes, and I mean exactly. that in, in a positive way, yeah, it's like yeah, yeah. The, the imposter syndrome and this idea of like right. the entertainment industry as this like amorphous unattainable thing. Right. Like, I feel like we just have to kill that idea. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Absolutely. Um, All right. Well, that's our breakdown of the 2006 MasterCard Super Bowl commercial. Uh, As I mentioned, of course, we're going to be breaking down Richard Dean Anderson's other appearances in, uh, oh, I don't know, a 2009 Pepsi Super Bowl commercial, for instance. Uh, So stick around for that. Yes. And we want to know what you think about these Super Bowl appearances or anything else related to MacGyver. So shoot us an email at themacgyverpod at gmail.com. You can also message us on social with your thoughts. Thank you so much for subscribing to our Patreon. If you're listening to this, that's you. Uh, And don't forget, you can still tune in each and every Monday for our regularly scheduled recaps with our funny friends. Yeah. All right. Well, that's it for this episode of MacGyver Confidential. As you know by now, our website is themacgyverpod.com. Our socials are at themacgyverpod. And you can watch old episodes of MacGyver along with us at Pluto TV, Amazon Prime, or CBS All Access. Take care. And remember, in the immortal words of our buddy Mac... Friends are the adventures of life. Good night.